Good morning, all listeners. It's Saturday, December 10th, 2022. It's 8.35 a.m. Pacific Time, and this is episode 202 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. Ah, And I am the Baron. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 202. 202, baby. Let's go. Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. It's a wonderful Saturday, December the 10th, 2022. Cannot wait to go over today's action. We have a ton of college basketball to talk about. We're giving out picks for that. We have the yearly Army-Navy game. We got the FIFA World Cup in full swing, almost down to the final four of that tournament. But... We gotta give baseball a little bit of love right now. The hot stove, as they call it, Boogs. A lot of free agent movement in the baseball world. And we got ourselves some topics and tidbits in the world of baseball to start our show. Aaron Judge got to be the number one talk of the town this week. Talk Aaron of the Judge, town, baby. My man signs, re-signs with the New York Yankees. Uh, he will be uh, signed for nine years. $360 million, and yeah. we've got him now for the rest of his career. Oh, yeah. We as a Yankee fan might say. However, uh, there have been some other great signings, but, man, what a great uh, negotiation tactic this dude did. Yep. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing what he can do. I mean, it's a big risk the Yankees have taken with signing him for that, that many years. Yep, 100%. Aaron Judge... A lot of people saying he was going to go to the Giants, maybe a couple other places. Padres. Padres got himself a nine-year deal. Aaron Judge, all rise, will stay in New York for next season. Some other notable off-season transactions, Boogs. Jacob DeGrom leaving the Mets, joining the Texas Rangers. Big signing there for them. Justin Verlander leaving the Astros, signing with the Mets. Trey... Turner, bro. Yeah, Trey Turner. Trey Turner, no longer an LA Dodger, signs an 11 year contract with the Philadelphia Phillies, the defending National League pennant winner. So, a lot going on in baseball right now. Xander Bogarts signs with the San Diego Padres as well. Uh, Red Sox, I think, are kind of just. Uh, Selling? I mean. It's it's tough. I don't know what's going on with them. That ownership group right now is kind of not doing what they uh, they nope. had been doing in the past. They have not. Uh, they they did win a couple of World Series over the last ten years, but they have uh, kind of been on the selling side of things. Yep. And we're looking forward to seeing great job by the Mets. You know they lose Degrom and then they come back. They swoop in Verlander and they get Verlander from the Astros. Yep. Uh, and then of course they now reunite him with ex Dodge or ex Tiger Scherzer. Yeah. Uh, that that Mets team looks like they might be uh, back on top again. They're looking good. They signed Brandon Nimmo, the outfielder, to a long term contract. Uh, the Red Sox, although they did sell Xander, they did sign Kenley Jansen. Uh, one of the best closers in baseball to be their closer. How about the Cardinals? Yachty Molina retires. They signed Wilson Contreras, who was arguably the best catcher in all of baseball. Great pickup there. Uh, we are very interested to see. But, yeah, great job by the Cardinals to be able to get that uh, replacement for Yachty. And we'll see what happens. Man, I'm excited. I'll tell you this right now, man. That NL East 
Looks like it's going to be absolutely loaded. You got the Phillies, the pennant winners, adding Trey Turner. You got the Mets adding some arms and re-signing some guys. And then don't forget about the Atlanta Braves, who won the World Series the year before last. NL East looking like the cream of the crop in Major League Baseball. Looks good. Uh, They're still trying to sign uh, uh, Swanson, so we will see if they can get that done. Yep. Uh, Josh Bell goes over to the Cleveland Guardians as he was a uh, lent over from the Padres, and uh, we are going to go ahead and see. Now, the Yankees have to go ahead and get some uh, other players, but uh, that was uh, something that I think they needed to do. Uh, they did not get worse. They, I don't think adding Judge to their, their lineup again has made them better. I think it just hasn't made them worse, as we were talking about. And uh, they got to shore up that uh, left field, as uh, they had many players fill in in left field. But they've got uh, Bader and Judge in the outfield now. So we uh, will see. Got to get that pitching as well uh, in tune. Baseball is five months away. We'll keep you guys updated on weekly transactions happening in free agency. Um, we know there'll be a lot of moving parts, and then the season starts in April, and then you have the trade deadline where a lot of teams make a splash. So excited to get back to baseball. The World Series just ended a couple of months ago. We also have the FIFA World Cup going on right now, Boogie, and uh, Croatia had the upset of the tournament. Those Croatians, man, upset in Brazil yesterday in penalty kicks. Moving into the final four, Argentina beat Netherlands yesterday. We were watching that game. Great game. Argentina with Leo Messi, potentially his uh, final World Cup appearance, gets to the semis. I actually have a live ticket, Argentina 7.5 to 1 before the tournament starts to win the World Cup. So good to see them still alive and fighting. Those two countries will play on Tuesday... The 13th at 11 a.m., Argentina and Croatia. Winner goes to the World Cup Championship game. Loser plays in the consolation match. Right now we have Morocco, who is on an unbelievable run, beating Spain in PKs. Now taking on a Portugal team who has been killing everybody. But it's Morocco who has a 1-0 lead over Portugal in the 81st minute. Morocco, a short maybe 20, 30 minutes away from potentially... Upsetting Portugal and getting to the semifinals on Wednesday. They will play, or they or Portugal, will play the winner of England and France, which promises to be the best match of the quarterfinals. This World Cup has been awesome. It's been great. Uh, you know, for someone, i got to be honest with you, who has not been following soccer, but it is true when we shout out football, football as uh, football is life. Uh, Ted Lasso there, if anybody watches Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, baby. Uh, we have an interesting tournament going on that's got me excited as well. And this is someone that does not pay attention to the American name of soccer. So yeah. great job by these guys. And this is it. That's why they call it the World Cup. Yep. Because everybody in the world loves this game so much. I can understand now why it's so exciting. 100% boogie. Well said, my friend. Croatia, Argentina. Tuesday at 11 a.m., and then the England-France winner against the Morocco-Portugal winner Wednesday the 14th at 11 a.m. The consolation match will be next Saturday, a week from today, 7 o'clock in the morning. And we have the World Cup Finals next Sunday, 7 a.m. So we will see how it pans out. 
Let's go, Argentina. Man, I hope that goes in and cashes for you, buddy. I'm hoping so. for you, too. I'm hoping so. We, we're we hoping. And we have some really good news as we are bringing back to the show a college basketball breakdown here. College hoops in tune right now. They started the season about a month ago. Most of these schools have all played in that 9 to 12 game range. So we're about, we're, we're entering conference play. We're about a third of the way into the season as most teams play about 30 to 35 games. So we're a third of the way in. We got a pretty good idea of what's going on. And keep in mind, this is our best sport. Boogie and I have notoriously crushed March Madness. Winner after winner after winner. And it all starts with the hard work that we put in right now, early in the season, getting an idea of what these teams bring to the table, who could be some Cinderella's, who could be some early outs, who could make runs. March Madness is only three months away, so we are always keeping an eye out. Today, we're doing something a little different. Boogie and I are going to give out our picks as always. We're not going to have any drink bets. There were so many games in college today. We also have an Army-Navy game that we need to break down, and we have some trends on that and maybe an angle there. Um, Boogie and I are on the same uh, bet in the Army-Navy game, and I also have a bonus play in the Army-Navy game for you guys as well. So let's get right to it. It's 845. These games aren't starting for over an hour, so plenty of time for you guys to listen in and get some analysis and I guess, um, I guess Boogs, I'll, I'll let you lead off here, man. I'll let you lead off. And Boogie has been an absolute savage when it comes to big-name programs laying big-name points against nobodies. And that is going to be Boogie's first play today, 10 o'clock on the Longhorn Network. This is interesting. This is in Austin. Texas is hosting. So Texas, if you guys don't know, they come in 6-1. and one. Undefeated at home, number two in the country, coming off a horrible loss at Madison Square Garden in the in the Jimmy V Classic Terrible. earlier this week. They had a 10-point lead against Illinois with four minutes to go. They are up four with a minute to go. I had Texas money line in this game. They blow the lead, missing free throws. Illinois clips them in overtime, 85-78, to give them their first loss of the season. What a bounce-back spot for the Longhorns to take on a 3-7 and Arkansas Pine Bluff school who's 0-7 on the road with a 30-point loss at Air Force. So the spread's 38, but I'll tell you what, Chris Beard's done a really good job with this program. Marcus Carr, the transfer from Minnesota. Tyrese Hunter, the transfer from Iowa State. Serta Jabari Rice, the transfer from New Mexico State. Timmy Allen, this team's absolutely loaded. And Boogie's first play, we're looking at Texas in a big bounce-back spot today against Arkansas Pine Bluff. Yeah, Arkansas Pine Bluff just, I mean, this team is not very good, uh, especially when it comes to the big-name teams playing them. Uh, Texas coming off this terrible loss against Illinois is going to take all their frustration out on Arkansas Pine Bluff. Last year, they lost by 30 to the same Texas team. And... They've got this called the uh, Jimmy Blacklock Classic, actually. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Blacklock is actually in honor the first black player recruited by the Longhorns who was named the team MVP in 1970-71 after leading the team in scoring uh, that year in 16.6 points per game. Yeah. 
This team is going to take all their frustration out. Lay Texas. They will win by 40-plus. I've laid it before uh, with Texas teams. Houston, Baylor have all crushed this Arkansas Pine Bluff before. Texas, lay the 38. Give me Texas minus 38 over Arkansas Pine Bluff. Texas minus 38 against Arkansas Pine Bluff, 10 a.m., which is about an hour and 15 minutes from now. Boogie's first play. I'm going same time frame. I'm going with a big five matchup at the Palestra. The Temple Owls taking on the Penn Quakers out of the Ivy League. So we have a pretty good matchup here between Temple and Penn. Temple's had a decent season so far. They have uh, they've rallied off actually, Boogie, four wins in a row after starting two and four. They're six and four now. They're going on the road and taking on Penn. Pets five and seven, one of the favorites in the Ivy League to potentially win that conference and get to March Madness this year. They've lost three in a row, but two of those games were against rivalries in OT, and they also lost at Villanova by eleven. If you haven't seen this kid Jordan Dingle play for Penn, he is third in the nation in scoring, averaging twenty three and a half points a game. The junior guard's been fantastic. He averaged twenty one a game last year. Best player on the court. And this is a scenario here where when we have the saying of if you think they can win, take the points, nothing better than college basketball fits that mold. I got the best player on the court in a rivalry game at home getting five points. Go jump on the Penn Quakers out of the Ivy League and watch out for them as the season progresses. This Jordan Dingle kid is the best player in the conference, and Penn has the potential to potentially win the Ivy League tournament, and get to the March Madness big dance in a few months. Pennsylvania Quakers, baby. Plus the five. You know I love my home dog. I know you do. That's where I'm going number one. By the way, Boogie and I have 11 plays each. So 22 total plays for you guys. Yale and Kentucky is where we're heading next. Lexington, Rupp Arena. Yale against number 16, Kentucky. Kentucky, obviously, as always, one of the favorites to win the national championship this year. They've rallied off three straight wins after losing to at Gonzaga in a bad way. They're coming off a win last week in London. I got London on the track. I got young, I got London on the track. Let's go. Kentucky beat Michigan in London 73-69. They now take on a Yale Bulldogs team who is 8-2. Little bit of a um, suede record there, I'd say, there for Yale, who have uh, beaten up on lower conference schools. Every time they step up and play a powerhouse, they kind of lose. They lost at Colorado. They lost at Butler. Close games, though. Lost by 10, lost by 3. Boogie, though, not so much on the Cats here today at 16, but we're looking at maybe an over-under here, 37 and a half. Uh, Boogie, where are you going with the total on this one? Yeah, I'm going to lean here on the under. Under is 15-5-1. They're past 21 for Yale. 15-5-2, past 22 road games uh, on the under in the Yale games. Uh, also for Kentucky, 4-1 to the under. The past five games at home. Kentucky's at home. Yep. 137.5 is the total currently. Uh, give me the under 137.5 in this Kentucky-Yale game. I love it. I don't mind that because they really control the boards, Kentucky, with Sheboy, the defending uh, national player of the year coming back, owning the boards. They got bigs underneath. I could see Yale having a tough time scoring the basketball in this game. Um, Kentucky, obviously, really not on their mind to cover any spreads or anything, so it could be a scenario where they slow this thing down and they uh, they do it from there. So, 
Boogie second play, Yale, Kentucky over or under 137.5. Go jump on the under. Holiday Hoops Giving at the State Farm Arena in Atlanta, Georgia pits two teams with very promising starts to the season, the LSU Tigers and the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. LSU out of the SEC, starting the year at 7-1. Their only loss was a two-point loss to Kansas State. Wake Forest coming in out of the ACC 7-2. Uh, they lost at Clemson, and they lost to Loyola Marymount, who's having a promising season in overtime. These two teams are playing on a neutral site down in Atlanta at the State Farm Arena. It's an all-day tournament. They call it Holiday Hoops Giving. And I have a slight lean here to LSU. I think LSU can win this game. I'm getting two points. Same deal. There's going to be a lot of dogs on my sheet, everybody, because the dogs for me are always barking. LSU, plus two against Wake Forest. That game is at 11 o'clock on ESPNU at the State Farm Arena in Atlanta. Louisiana State University, plus two. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Shout out to Coach O. ACC matchup here for Bugs now, man. This is going to be interesting. NC State at Miami. Big ACC matchup here. Both these teams starting 8-2 um, and two and 9-1 and one respectively. NC State actually lost their conference opener at home against Pitt by 8 and um, Miami beat up a really bad Louisville team, 80-53. They also have wins against Rutgers and UCF this season. Miami's 9-1. They got a lot of guys in the transfer portal, and they returned a lot from last year's Elite Eight team. Um, Laranaga got these guys playing that small ball perfectly. It's very tough to fade them. NC State looked really good down at the battle for Atlantis against a lot of these good powerhouse schools. They held their own, but Boogie's really high on Miami this year. And, Boogie, if I'm not mistaken, you rode Miami last year all the way to the Elite Eight. Watching them. So, Miami is definitely on our radar for a return trip to the Big Dance and a potential second round, third round, second weekend uh, visit. Boogie, Miami, NC State, Miami land four. Yeah, Miami has a two-game winning streak in this series, including 91-83 last season, uh, just December 29th of 2021. Um, mm-hmm. NC State has its largest lead of the game at eight points last year with 11-21 and still led by five. 73-68 with seven minutes to go, but not so fast, my friend. The Hurricanes went on an 18-2 run from that point to secure the victory. You got junior uh, Isaiah Wong. Nigel Pack transferred over from K-State. Kansas State. Yep. Uh, I think that Miami will go ahead and take control of this game late. Give me Miami laying four points against NC State. Miami laying four. They hit free throws in the end to cover the number. And keep in mind, everybody, this is North Carolina State's first true road game of the season. Good luck going down to 9-1 school Miami, who's battle-tested. Boogie's third pick, Miami minus four, taking on North Carolina State. I'm going with a humongous dog that I think is getting way too many points for my third play. And we go to the Pac-12 Network, 12 o'clock. The Denver Pioneers and the UCLA Bruins. UCLA, number 19, obviously one of the favorites to win this whole thing this year. They've rallied off four wins in a row after a November 20th loss to Baylor. They've beaten Pepperdine, Bellarmine, Stanford, and Oregon. 6-0 at home, undefeated in conference. Stepping out of conference real quick to take on a Denver Pioneers team who is 8-2. Uh, and two. They're coming off an 87-85 uh, earlier this week loss at Sacramento State. But i got to tell you something, Boogie. This Denver team, not a lot of people know about them, but they score 80 points a game. They score a lot. 
Uh, UCLA, known for their defense, a lot of returnees, Jaden Clark, Jaime Hawkins, Tiger Campbell. They got a lot of studs on that team. But laying 27 points, that's too many for me. Could be a 20-point win or something. But the way that Denver can score the ball, I think they can compete. They got some size underneath. Taking Denver plus 27 at UCLA, I think it's too many. All right. Um. Oh, man. I was really mad at you that you did this, and I could not believe that you did this. Ah. I can't believe that you're going to start off this college basketball season fading the team, not only the number one team, but the team that you bet more than any school in the country. Yep. The Houston Cougars. Houston's hosting Alabama today in a must-see marquee matchup. Alabama's eighth. Houston is number one. This got a Elite Eight type of feel to it, Boogie. Sure does. 9-0 and Houston. 7-1 and Alabama. Alabama's only loss was a 15-point loss to UConn. And UConn is undefeated. They're going to Houston today. They beat Houston last year. Now they go to Houston. Houston, obviously, with the return of Marcus Sasser and Tremont Mark, Jamal Shedd. These guys have taken them to the promised land. Their defense is back, as always, only giving up 47 points a game. Laying eight points today, Boogie. You're Houston Cougars against the Alabama Crimson Tide. I mean, when you say roll tide, we usually think about the football team. Yep. Not uh, today. Not today, my friends. I love me some Houston. And the Houston Cougar team is going to be a threat all year long. I will be on them more than I will be off them. Today, though, I am off them. Styles make fights. Uh, I had Kent State catching Buku points. 20 points. Houston almost lost outright. Great job by Coach Senderoff to be able to get that. They had the lead one point. They are up by one with about a minute to go. Could not hold on. Houston pulls out the the win. Alabama, I think, in the same kind of spot here, except Alabama gets to the line a little bit more than Kent State. Um, Alabama also pulled off the win last year against Houston, 83-82. I think that Houston crowd is going to be rocking today. However, I think Alabama can overcome that, and they will go ahead and cover it. I'm not saying Houston's losing this game, but I think it's going to be closer than people think. That Houston defense is just unbelievable, but I think Alabama's defense is just as good. Uh, It's not going to be as good as Houston this year, but Alabama catching the points. They can score too, and I like Alabama. Give me Alabama. They got great uh, players on the inside as well that can contain with uh, the likes of those guys. Give me Alabama plus eight. Alabama plus eight for Boogie's fourth pick of 11 here on episode 202. And you know, there's one more thing I want to throw out there. It's going to actually benefit your bet. And if you take a look at Houston's schedule, every time Houston wins by double digits, they're in a close game the next game. Oh, It's a zigzag factor. Nice tra- transfer there. Double-digit win at Oregon, five-point win to Kent State. They beat Norfolk State by 50. Then they beat St. Mary's by five. Their last game earlier this week, they beat North Florida by 34 points. Let's look at that zigzag trend. So... In theory, over the last month, this should be a close game. Alabama plus eight for Boogie. I'm going to a freaking rivalry game of all rivalry games. A lot of people don't pay enough attention to this rivalry yet, but I do, and it is Xavier and Cincinnati. These two schools absolutely hate each other. Mm-hmm. Seems like every time they play, there's fights. It gets ugly. People get teed up. 
coaches get tossed. <clears throat> I remember watching Huggy Bear coach Cincinnati in 99. Kenyon Martin was throwing hands, man. That team was loaded. If he doesn't break his leg, they probably win the national championship. That yeah, year. that was gruesome. Cincinnati Xavier, man. This is going to be, oh, you say styles make fights. Just leave the styles part out. This is just going to be a dog fight right mm-hmm. here. Both these teams can score the rock, 79 and 84 points a game, respectively, for Cincinnati and Xavier. Both these teams come in with identical records, 6-3. and three. Cincinnati Bearcats, though, undefeated at home this year. You look at Xavier's schedule, and Xavier has played all their games at home or on neutral sites. So Xavier's first true road test. Crowd's going to be going crazy. There's been buzzer beaters in this series. There's been fights. There's been blood. There's been sweat. There's been tears. There's been coach firings over losing this game. 12 o'clock ESPN2. Make sure you guys tune in. I'm taking Cincinnati getting four points at home against Xavier. I think Cincinnati could potentially win this game. So I'm taking those four points. I think it's going to be a battle all the way down to the end. Maybe, maybe you'll see a buzzer beater. Maybe. Cincy Xavier. Give me Cincy plus four. We have a whole bunch of action out here in Vegas today. And this game is in Phoenix, but we'll get to some of these Vegas games later. But this next game for Boogie at 12 o'clock on ESPN Plus should be a really, really good game. San Diego State and St. Mary's. San Diego State's 7-2. and two. They're coming in 22nd in the country. Their two losses this year, Boogie, Arizona and Arkansas in overtime. St. Mary's three losses. Washington, New Mexico, Houston. Should be a good game. St. Mary's and San Diego State, known for their defense. San Diego State is the favorite to come out of the Mountain West, which should be very good this year. UNLV's undefeated. Boise looks good. Wyoming's returns a couple of key players. San Diego State, though, should be able to win this game, I think, man. It's virtually a pick San Diego State, St. Mary's, and the Jerry Colangelo Classic down in Phoenix. Yeah, it's down in Phoenix this time as uh, St. Mary's didn't really want to take this game unless it was on a neutral court. Uh, San Diego State has won by double digits the last two years. Uh, This team is great on defense. Offense looks pretty decent. Uh, They did get crushed. Uh, And, of course, Arizona took care of business against San Diego State. But this St. Mary's team is not going to be competitive against this San Diego State. This year again, uh, last year or two years ago, they were up 37-12 after 16 minutes. Wound up winning 74-49. to Wow. Uh, yeah, and then of course entered 311th in the Division I in three-point accuracy and went 7-10 of 10 behind the arc for a 63-53 win last year. These two meetings between West Coast Powers, the Gales averaged also 51 points. Shot 33.7% and were combined 10 of 42 on threes while the Aztecs went 14 of 27. Randy Bennett's team be able to take care of business? I don't think so. Give me San Diego State minus the one and a half. Or we can go ahead and money line it two-way either way. San Diego State takes care of business against this St. Mary's team on a neutral court. San Diego State to beat St. Mary's in that big showdown of West Coast powers today down in Phoenix for Boogie's next play. I'm going to another neutral site game, and I'm going back to Holiday Hoops giving down at the State Farm Arena in Atlanta. 2 o'clock ESPN2. Big-time matchup between the another number 11 team in the country. Auburn, undefeated, 8-0. Memphis coming in 7-2, not too badly either. Winners of several in a row as well. Two teams that know how to win. 
two really good coaches, Bruce Pearl and Penny Hardaway. Got to give the edge here, though, to Auburn. They are battle tester. They return a lot from last year's team. Watch out for this kid. He transferred from Moorhead State. Johnny Broom, 6'10", sophomore from Plant City, Florida. Second leading scorer in the conference last year for Moorhead State. The Tigers, they got a lot of experience. Memphis is always kind of young. Taking Auburn, money line. Auburn minus $1.25 on the money. Auburn will beat Memphis today down in Atlanta. I love that play, brother. That's my boy right there. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Auburn money line Let's to go. beat Auburn money line to beat Memphis all day, every day. We got to give our weekly Rob Senderoff shout out next. Shout Hell out to Coach Rob. Yeah. Shout out to Coach Rob doing a real good job with Kent State this year, six and three. And uh, <laughs> their losses. You want to hear them? They lost at Gonzaga by seven, had a lead with four minutes to go. They lost to Houston at Houston by five, had a lead with four minutes to go. They lost to College of Charleston, who's a really good mid-major team. March Madness capable Cinderella right there. Had a lead with four minutes to go. Lost by two. When this team loses, they lose tight and to good teams. When this team wins, they win big. What they always do, though, Score freaking points. If they can score 66 against Gonzaga, this team should put up in the 70s. They average 75 a game behind Sincere Carey. Mac Player of the Year returnee. Boogie, we would usually like to, to take Coach Sendy in these types of games, especially coming off a loss. Laying eight and a half on the road, though, is always rough in college hoops. So, Boogie, going to the total, baby. Yeah, I mean... Coach Senderoff has been doing an unbelievable job this year with Kent State, preparing his team. Houston Gonzaga scheduled, I mean, just unbelievable. They had the leads in both uh, towards the end of the game and just couldn't finish it off. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do in the MAC in their conference as they will be the preseason uh, favorite to be able to take care of business in that league. We got Cleveland State, though, that's uh, up next for this team. And I believe that this total is a little bit low for my liking. I'm going to go ahead and say Kent State over 134 with Cleveland State. I yep. think both teams can score in the 60s to 70s here, uh, upper 70s for Kent State. I think they can cover the nine, but I'm going to go ahead and lean over here over the to over the side. Kent State, Cleveland State, over 134, should go over by at least 10 points. Give me that game as one of my favorites to play today. I think Kent State uh, can speed this game up. Their style, since he carry takes over, they can shoot it from three. I think they're going to speed up Cleveland State and kind of make them play at a quicker pace. And with that being said, I like the over two. Over 134, Boogie's next play. Man, I have to find this team's conference because I'm brain dead at the moment, or I can just find the game on my sheet. I have a team. Oh, here we go. They're playing a big school. Big guy versus little guy here. And it's not necessarily big guy versus little guy because I'm talking about 330 FS1 UTEP versus DePaul. DePaul is always letting us down in the Big East. Boogie 5-4, and four, haven't even seen them in a March Madness tournament in a number of years. Nope. They're taking on a UTEP Miners team who is 6-2 on the season. They do have a loss to New Mexico State, but they've won 4-5. DePaul, they stepped into conference play earlier in the week and got 
demolished by St. John's, 86-67. Bottom line here is this UTEP team's pretty balanced. Five guys, all scoring close to double figures. All their guys are within that 10 to 12 points a game range. They share the basketball. And I don't trust a Paul laying points to about anybody. So I'm taking UTEP getting seven here. UTEP's a seven-point dog at the Paul, and I'm taking UTEP plus the seven to cover. Maybe go in there and beat them. Could be. Give me the seven, baby. Give me UTEP. Now we talk a little Vegas basketball. As we said earlier, there's a lot of basketball in Vegas today. First of those games are at 130 on FS1. The undefeated UNLV running Rebels. Can we start calling them the running Rebels? Rebels. MGM. Rebels. Let's go UNLV, baby. Undefeated 9-0 start to the year. Have not lost yet. They're out here in their home city playing at the MGM Garden Arena today against Washington State in a Las Vegas clash. First of a doubleheader, UNLV, Washington State, Indiana, Arizona for the first time. Washington's 4-4, up and down year. They did just beat Northern Kentucky by 21 earlier in the week. Uh, They rebounded from a loss to Utah and Oregon back-to-back. Now they take on UNLV on a neutral court, man. I'll tell you what, UNLV looking good this year, man. I mean, we're looking at this team, 9-0, and and they are surprising some people right now. They're uh, a short they favorite, short favorite against Washington State, who's only 4-4. Four and four. Uh, Both teams uh, are going to be fighting like heck today, I think, to be able to, to get the win. And I think with some of this uh, Vegas backing over here, uh, we got some... Uh, Fair weather fans out here. Oh, they're fair weather, all right. Big time. But I think that UNLV playing at the MGM, they're going to get a lot of support and love. And I like UNLV today to be able to take care of business against this Pac-12 team that uh, is on the road right now, technically. And uh, UNLV on the money line, 9-0. and Watch out for them to be 10-0 and after today. Yeah. Give me UNLV on the money line. Great start by UNLV. I want to shout them out real quick, and I hope once we get into Mountain West play, these guys can compete in the Mountain West. I'd love to see them back in the tournament. So It'd be great to see them in the tournament. We have uh, been waiting for years to be able to do that. Yep. Great job by the uh, the younger uh, Kruger that's been able to take care yep. of uh, this young team and be able to kind of scoop up some of the transfers and be able to to create his own players, uh, and, and they're young. But they have had a lot of transition over the last couple of years. Uh, we have need, looks like, a little bit of stabilization on the coaching side. Yeah. And I think that they can get it done today. UNLV Moneyline, Boogie's next play. I actually skipped over a game. I'm going back to 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific on Fox. The Never Forget Tribute Classic up in the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. Seton Hall hosting this little in-state tournament here. Villanova and Boston College. Villanova very disappointing without Jay Wright so far. Four and five. They have won two straight. They beat Oklahoma. They beat Penn. They're now playing Boston College on a neutral site. And Boston College has lost a few in a row. They just lost to New Hampshire Mm. at home in overtime. Call me crazy, Bugs, but it's too many points for Villanova to be laying. Give me the Eagles of Boston College plus 10 on a neutral court against Villanova. Man. I watched you cap this game today in about 13 seconds. <laughs> 2 o'clock, Pac-12 Network, Butler at Cal. Here was Boogie's capping on this. Butler, 7-3, and three, looking good this season. 
They got uh, the old Ohio State coach, Thad Mata, at yes. the helm for Butler now. Cow Bears are 0-10. I'll repeat myself. The Cow Bears are 0-10. UC Davis, Kansas State, UC San Diego Southern, Texas State, TCU, Clemson, USC, Arizona, and Eastern Washington have all beat this team. Cal's 0-6 at home at two. Or 0-6 at home as well. Boogie's capital was simple. Cal stinks. I mean, they're only averaging 57.6 points per game on average. Uh, Butler ranks 20th in college basketball when it comes to their field goal percentage. So they're very precise, almost 50%. Uh, this team is playing really well this year. They have covered win favored 6-1. and one. Uh, So I lean towards Butler right now, minus 9. California 0-10. They are at home, but Butler no match. Uh, give me Butler minus 9. Never bad to fade a 0-10 school, Boogs. 0-10 and 3-7 and against the number. Good luck to you Cowbackers. They haven't won a game yet. Can't bet a team that hasn't won a game yet. Cannot do it. Butler minus 9 for Boogie's next pick. I'm going ACC country. Stepping out of conference is Clemson, who's had a promising start to the year. They're taking on Loyola, Chicago. Holiday hoops giving again, baby. State Farm Arena, I'm all over this tournament today. That's where I've been making my money. I'm trying to stick to neutral sites if I can find them. And I found one here today. This is not the same Loyola, Chicago, Ramblers team that we're used to. Sister Jean, they run to the Final Four, uh, you know, making the tournament last year, another run the year a couple years ago. They're taking on a Clemson team who's coming in 8-2. and two. And I'll tell you what, man, I've watched this Clemson team play books, and they're pretty freaking good. They lost to South Carolina by two at the buzzer, and they lost a three-point heartbreaker on a neutral court to Iowa, who's absolutely loaded and scores a lot of points. Loyola Chicago is four and five with a loss at home to DePaul. They also lost to Harvard. They also lost to Texas A&M. This is not the same Loyola Chicago team. We'll see if they can get their stuff together by the time conference play starts because they're definitely going to be in the middle mix of that conference, you would think. This is no match. This is where big guy beats little guy Clemson, and I don't give out favorites, so you know what I do. It's gold. Clemson lay the four points down in Atlanta against Loyola, Chicago. Boogs, man, I, I just was really disappointed that you went this route, but, you know, you're entitled to your own opinion. The Kansas Jayhawks and the Missouri Tigers, border battle, baby. Number six team in the country, Kansas, 8-1 and one on the season. Their only loss 64 to 50 in the battle for Atlanta's championship game against Tennessee. They've won all the rest of their games. Missouri, those undefeated books, nine and zero, 93 points a game, tops in the nation. But you, uh, you're you're rock chalking today, baby. I mean, when it's just staring right at your face, just do it. Just do it. This team actually has played against, and this team I'm talking about, Kansas. Kansas has played against Missouri since the early 1900s, but only rekindled their uh, their rivalry uh, last year after 22 years yeah. of uh, of not playing. Oh, I'm sorry, since 2012 they haven't played each other. Last year, Jayhawks won 102 to 65, covered the 22 point favorite in last year's matchup. Kansas most recently beat Seton Hall, who we we look at as a pretty decent team this year. 91 to 65, shooting almost 57% overall, 41% from the three-point range. Jayhawks' top scorer from that game was Kevin McCullough Jr., as I'm sure you guys might know from Texas Tech. Uh, he's over now and there. You got Jalen Wilson also. And don't forget about my man Grady Dick. 
Kansas, though, going to go ahead and take care of business today over Missouri. Missouri 9-0, but a very, very incredibly soft schedule. Give me Kansas. Lay the three points. Kansas minus three for Boogie's second-to-last college pick. We have two more college games. I have one. Boogie has one. I go back to the Mountain West. Boise State travels and plays St. Louis. St. Louis has Yuli Collins, who leads the NCAA in assists, 11 assists a game. He's fantastic with the basketball. Boise's best player returning from last year is Marcus Shaver Jr. All he's doing, 16, 8, and 4. He's been good for the Boise State Broncos, who made it to March Madness last year and broke my heart in the first round against Memphis. Sorry about that. Yes. Boise, cream of the crop in the Mountain West, one of the better teams we would think. St. Louis, the A-10's kind of down this year in terms of net. They have nobody in the conference over, uh, inside, shall I say, of the top 75. St. Louis, they've had a couple opportunities to uh, state their case as an at-large candidate. And the more games they play in the non-conference, the more they're going to fall into having to win their conference tournament. They're coming off a 22-point road loss to Iona, which is scary. Um, now they're back home against Boise. I think Boise's disciplined and plays good defense. Any team that's – I always look at this. Any team that's given under 60 a game up on defense, defense travels flat out. They're getting six. It's too many. I, I think St. Louis has a good basketball team, and they might win the A-10 this year. But like I said, the A-10's down. The Mountain West is up. Taking Boise and getting a six. Simple as that. Defense travels. I think they'll take care of business. Boogie, you're ending your uh, college basketball slate here, my man, out in Las Vegas, Nevada. An absolute showdown of two Titans, two Blue Bloods, Indiana and Arizona. On Fox, the Las Vegas Clash. This game will take place at 4.30 on Fox in Vegas at the MGM Garden Arena. Indiana and Arizona, both of these teams only have one loss all season long. Arizona's number 10, they're 7-1. and one. Indiana's number 14, they're 8-1. and one. Indiana's one loss was at the rack at Rutgers, which no one's been able to win. Arizona's one loss was at Utah, who's coming around pretty well losing at Utah a couple weeks ago. Both teams were able to blow out the opponents they played the next game. Arizona, a 13-point win against Cal. And Indiana, a 16-point win against Nebraska. Now these two Titans meet out here in Vegas. Star power, NBA players, good coaches. What's going to happen? I mean, here's the thing. You just got to go off of the way that the better team has got the better athletes. And you should be able to be able to win in this game if you take Arizona. Arizona's better Better uh, prepared for this team. Indiana has had a nice schedule, eight and one, but their best win has been against North Carolina, and we see what's going on right now with North Carolina. Arizona, more better athletes. Kirk, Chris, and company should be able to eke out a win. I think it'll be a good, interesting neutral site uh, game to watch. I see like Arizona winning like eighty-one, seventy-seven, something like that. I think Arizona takes care of business today. You could try to get a little bit better line if you take a minus one and a half. Bet them on the money line. Arizona pulls out the win. Arizona money line for Boogie's final college basketball play. We now transition to the Army-Navy game in Philly. Lincoln Financial Field. Neutral site. Yearly tradition. Army versus Navy on CBS at noon. These two schools, you know, thank them for their service and, and all that good stuff. But we have a football game to play today, boys. And Navy and Army will take on each other in a yearly tradition unlike any other. The whole season's over. This is always the game of the week. This is the only 
D1 college game going on today. Navy and Army, as always, they play on the same Saturday every year, and it's happening again. Navy, Army, I have something interesting here, and Navy's 4-7 and seven against a 5-6 and six Army school, but they're favored. Boogie and I have a two-way on this. I'm taking, I like Navy money line. I think Navy's going to win this game. They're minus 150, so go jump on that Navy money line. But Boogie and I's combo bet. Boogie, tell them a little bit about the history of the total in this Army-Navy matchup. Before I get to that, this meeting between each other, Army-Navy, do you know how many meetings they've had total? I got to say 100. 122, actually. The last meeting, December 11th, last year, Navy won 17-13, to which was only 30 points. Their largest victory, Navy won in 1973, 51-0. The first meeting between these two teams was back in 1890. Navy won 24-0. Navy won last year. They are looking for the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy. Yes, they are. Third leg of this triangular series for the Commanders-in-Chief's Trophy. But let's go to the total, my friend. The total, 32.5 points right now. You say 32 and a half points on a college football game? Unbelievable. Unbelievable, my friends. Guess what's more unbelievable? The other is 16 games in a row between these two teams. The under has gone and hit. I'm not going to buck that trend. Give me the under 32 and a half points. Army, Navy, triple, triple option. All they do is run. That clock is continuously tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Yeah. Give me the under 32.5 in the Army-Navy game. That's a combo play. Boogie's 11th and final play, the under in the Army-Navy game. And I also am on the Army-Navy under 32.5. That's our show, guys. Episode 202 is over. We'll see you guys tomorrow for episode 203, Sunday NFL football. But first, we got to talk about some best bets, baby. Let's go through this, Boogie. What is Boogie's blockbuster best bet? Boogie's blockbuster best bet for today is going to be those Arizona Wildcats tonight. They'll be taking care of business. They're the better team. They are on a neutral site. Great game to watch, guys, if you can see it. It's on Fox tonight at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. Give me Arizona over Indiana. Arizona money line for Boogie for his best bet to beat Indiana tonight in Vegas. I'm going Cincinnati here, Boogie. Cincy and Xavier, 12 o'clock on ESPN2. Go grab Cincinnati with the points at home, plus four. They will cover and maybe beat Xavier today in that ferocious rivalry game that I talked about earlier. That's a wrap. We'll see you guys in the morning for episode 203. Bearing out. Boogie out.